This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you wherever you're watching throughout the United States or around the world. Welcome those that are going to be watching on social media, our warning social media programs, uh, listening on warning radio, shortwave programs, or television. Welcome. I have an apostolic leader with me today, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. I met her years ago when I was ministering in Kenya, and her spiritual apostolic father, the Archbishop Arthur Kitonga of the Redeemed, 2000 Churches, We've been friends for over 30 years. We've worked together since the 80s, and he is the one that has ordained her. And because of my respect and trust in him, uh, I've opened this service to her. This is uh, our live staff service, which we do every week in the Chapel of World Ministries International. So, Apostle, God bless you. You introduce yeah. yourself and your ministry. All right. Thank you, Dr. Hansen. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you, sir, for having me. Uh, as you've been told, my name is Apostle Daphne Naylor. I'm a founder of a ministry called Kingdom Glory Ministries International, based in Kenya, but we are doing apostolic work to the nations. So we are doing a lot of work across the states, across the nations, and the Lord has been gracious. And again, I want to honor my spiritual authority in the apostolic and the man of God that ordained me. He's called the Archbishop Ada Kitonga. He's a man that has walked with God for so many years by the grace of God. We just celebrated his birthday the other day and he was standing 76 years. And I want to thank God for him uh, having walked with me in the ministry and uh, through him by the grace of God, I've learned so many things and I want to thank God. Thank you uh, again uh, for having uh, joined us in this service. I just want to give you a chance to share with your friends, share uh, in your media platforms, and I know that the Lord is going to bless us. For everybody that is here, I'm excited to see all of you, and I want to thank God for what he's just about to do. So we will share the word of God right away, and I know that the Lord is going to bless us. I felt such a move of the Spirit of God as we were worshiping, as we are just exalting the name of God. You know, there is no better place to be than in the place of worship. There is no better place to be like that in the, the Bible says in uh, Psalm 91 that he who dwells in the secret place of the most high God shall abide under the shadow of the almighty God. When you dwell in that secret place, the place of his presence, the place of his power, 
the place of, of his dominion. There is a presence. There is a glory. There is a, a power of God that comes upon your life. And therefore, in Luke chapter 10, I want us to turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. This is a story of Mary and Martha. I'll be talking about kingdom service. I'll be talking about kingdom service. Uh, but I just want to look at these two precious people. Or should I call three? Because they had a brother called Lazarus. Now, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says that now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him saying, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Before I talk about kingdom service, I want to say it is important for us to have a fellowship with the one that you are serving. Before we serve God, we must have a relationship. We must have a koinonia, what is called a fellowship with him. We must come to a place of intimacy. We must come to a place of knowing him. Daniel 11.32, the Bible says, The people that know their God, they will be strong and they will carry out great exploits. Before service, we are called into a relationship. We are called into a place of staying with God and serving God. Now here Martha, the Bible says, he welcomes Jesus in a house and Jesus is there seated and Mary is just busy seated at his feet listening to him. But Martha is busy serving, you know. I think she was busy cleaning up and making some chapatis. In Kenya we have a food called chapati. We have a cool call, uh, some food called ugali. And I know here you guys like... Um, Supergetti, pastor, and all that kind of a thing. And I think she was just busy trying to make some burgers and stuff like that. But Jesus says, listen, that is all good. It's nice for us to be nourished in the body. But he says, Martha came, comes to Jesus and says, why can't you tell my sister to help me? She's just seated all here and I'm just busy doing what I'm doing. And Jesus says, you know what, Martha, you are worried and concerned about so many things. But only one thing is needed and Mary has chosen the better part. And that is to sit at the master's feet. I want to uh, begin by saying the greatest service we can do is sit at his feet. The greatest service we can give in the kingdom of God is sit at that secret place. Be taught of God. Learn his ways. The Bible says that Moses, uh, Moses learned the ways of God. But the people of Israel, they wanted the acts. Moses was seeking the ways of God. While the people of Israel wanted the miracles of God. It is one thing to see how powerful God is. It is another thing just to be seated at his feet. Learning from him. Getting to know him. There is no better place than to stay and to dwell in the presence of God. Amen. And when we are talking about the apostolic and the prophetic move, we have entered in such a, a new season, a new dispensation. There is such a great wave of the apostolic. But I want to tell you that the apostolic and the prophetic wave, it all begins as sitting at the right or at the feet of Jesus. We must be acquainted with him. We must love on him. We must be, we, we must, we must be like 
like the, the disciples and the apostles when they went to Antioch. The Bible says they were first called Christians at Antioch. When they looked at them, they realized their walk, the way they talked, the way they behaved, it was like Jesus. It was not them that said, call us Christians. When they looked at them, they said, you must be Christians. And that is what happens when you stay in his presence. You cannot afford but just to look like him, to walk like him, and to think like him. Praise God. So that is just a, a, an introduction of kingdom service. Because the first place where God has called us to is to be with him. Look, the Bible says Jesus, when he was about to call the 12 disciples, he first went and sought God throughout the night. And the Bible says he called them to be with him and then to send them. So before Christ sent them, he had to stay with them so that they may learn his ways. They may learn the heartbeat and the purposes of God. Are we together, church? Are we having, are we having fellowship tonight? Amen. Now I want to talk about what is kingdom service. Let us go to Luke chapter 19. That's where we see um, we can get a scripture helping us to understand. God has called us into service. We have been called to impact. We have been called to equip. We have been called to disciple, to affect the nations. Now, the Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verse 11, this is a scripture of a man uh, that distributed gifts to his uh, servants. Uh, Luke 19, 11, the Bible says, And now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore, he said, A certain noble, nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And so he called ten of his servants, delivered them ten miners, and said to them, Do business until I come. Another verse says, Occupy until I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man reign on earth. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. And verse 16, then came the first saying, Master, your miner has earned 10 miners. And he said, well done, good servant, because you are faithful in a very little have authority over 10 cities. Allow me not to read all that. You can read it. And I know most of us have read it because we are kingdom uh, leaders. And therefore, this is a story of a noble man. The Bible says that he wanted to go to receive a kingdom. But when he went or before he left, he gave uh, minus or responsibilities. He gave a seed to every servant. He gave something for them to trade with. He gave them something to work with. When Christ left, he told the disciples, before you begin ministry, before you begin doing what I used to do, he says, study ye in Jerusalem. A few days after now, you shall receive power or you shall be endured from power from on high. And when that power comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses. Number one, in Samaria, in Judea, and to the uttermost parts of the world. I'm not leaving you as orphans. He says, when you, when I leave, I will cause the promise of the Father, and he will come upon you. He will be the blessed Holy Spirit. He's going to teach you. He's going to correct you. He's going to remind you. He's going to empower you. Praise God. 
So when Christ left, he left a deposit of his spirit. And then he says, all power and authority has been given unto you. Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He says, I give you authority and power to trample over snakes and over scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. So before God sends us to service, he has empowered us. There is something he has put in us so that we are not going to walk alone. You know, you cannot send soldiers unless you equip them. You cannot send a delegation to the field before they are equipped. And, you know, look at the, the, the Navy, look at the soldiers, look at the armed forces. What they do is they train their soldiers before they train, before they send them for war. You cannot be sent for war before you are trained. And so most of these soldiers, before they go for war, it takes many years of training. Praise God. It takes many years of learning, of being trained so that when the enemy comes, they can combat the enemy. They can know what to do. And that's what Jesus did. It says, before you go for warfare, the first thing, you shall be empowered by the Spirit of God. You shall receive power when the Spirit of God has come upon you. And when you receive power, you're going to receive the boldness and the courage. You can face your adversary. You can face the world. I send you to a dark world. I'm sending you to powers of darkness. But you are not alone. I'm sending you with power, with authority, and with dominion. And what I have done, greater works than this shall ye do. Why? Because you are not alone. You have been empowered. Somebody shout, I am empowered. Somebody shout, I'm empowered. And he says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 10, he says, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then he begins to speak about what God has put in us. He says, put on the what? The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the feet guarded with the preparedness of the gospel of peace. It says because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we fight against powers. We fight against principalities. We are fighting against the rulers of this dark world. We are not fighting against the government. We are not fighting against our neighbors. We are not fighting against nations. We are fighting against powers, rulers authority principalities but it says brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might because you have what it takes to combat the powers of darkness you have the weapons of your warfare glory to god the bible says the weapons of our warfare they are mighty in god to the pulling down of strongholds to overcome every power of the enemy and to bring into subjection every work of darkness when our obedience is complete. Aren't you glad that you've got authority and power? So we cannot be scared. We cannot give in or give up because we have what it takes to change the world. We have what it takes to reconcile nations. We have what it takes to release healing, to release restoration, to declare deliverance. We have what it takes. Somebody shout with me, I have what it takes. Declare, I have what it takes. Do you enjoy the Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen radio program? Please take a minute to pray if the Lord would have you help us with the substantial financial burden of this program. We receive no grants or funding from any organization or government agency and have no other means of support 
than the gracious and generous giving of our listeners. World Ministries bears the entire burden. In about 30 seconds, you can donate at worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Thank you for your gifts, generosity, and graciousness. So this man goes to a country and he gives one person one minor. He gives the other one five and the other one ten. And he goes to receive a kingdom and he comes back and he asked them, what have you done with the minor that I gave you? And they began to speak to him. He says the first one came. He says, your minor has earned ten minors. And the man was so excited. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. Because you have been faithful in the little, you will also have authority over ten cities. And the second came saying, Master, your minor has had five minors. So everyone was given a minor. Amen? Amen. Everybody was given the same, the same, the same thing, a minor. But one of them, when he went to trade him, he brought ten. The other one brought five. And likewise, he said to him, you also have five cities. Then another came saying, Master, he, here is your minor, which I have kept away in a handkerchief. So this guy decided, enough with this kingdom business, enough with this preaching. I need money. I need to do my business, have my children, retire to my good home. Bye-bye with that service thing. And he said what? The Bible says he put his minor in a handkerchief. How foolish can somebody be? You know, he would have put it at least in the bank. This, when the man, he said, he said, because, for I feared you because you are an oster. He started now despising this man. He says, I feared you because you are an oster man. You collect what you do not deposit and report you did not sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you. So this is a wicked servant. He says, you knew that I was an Ostroman collecting what I did not deposit. Why then did you not put my money in the bank? At least you would not have put a lot of efforts. In other words, why can't you use what God has given you? I came to charges. Everybody has got their minor. Everybody has got their place in the kingdom. There is, the Bible says you have been given gifts according to the measure of grace. We are, everybody has a gift. And when we have been given this gift, we are supposed to work with this gift. We are supposed to operate within this gift because the Lord has empowered us. And when he's coming, he's coming that we may have an account. What have you done with the gift that God has given you? Glory to God. Glory to God. What are you doing with your minor? We are called into kingdom service. Luke chapter number four Luke chapter number 2 verse 42 is the story of the parents of Jesus. Allow me to go through these scriptures so that we get a foundation of kingdom service. So we see there that the man is not happy with this guy and after that he, whatever is he has is also taken away. The Bible says if you don't use what you have very soon God will take it away. I pray that God will not take away your gift. I pray that God will not take away the grace. The gift will be there because the gifts of God are without repentance. But the grace can be withdrawn. So we must activate. We must use what God has given to us. Glory to God. So Luke chapter number 2. The Bible says the, the parents of Jesus, they go to Jerusalem every year to offer, uh, to, to celebrate the feast. And when they go to Jerusalem, 
It is recorded in Luke chapter 2 verse 42. Are you enjoying the scriptures? He says, and when he was 12 years old, verse 42, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the Jews or of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother, sorry, his, yes, uh, and Joseph and his mother did not know, but supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives. And so when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now verse 47, it says, verse 48. And so when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's kingdom? Sorry, business. Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? We have been called into the father's business. Jesus was busy. As they left Jerusalem, they did not notice that the boy was left behind. He was so passionate for the business of the kingdom that he was pursuing even at the age of 12. He was so passionate and given to service that even when he went to Jerusalem, when he went to the synagogue, they left him there. And they did not realize that he was left there. The Bible says they went a day's journey and they discovered he was not there with them. And sometimes it's a challenge. I ask our believers, do you know you can serve God without the God of the service? You can be busy serving God, busy preaching, busy doing every ABCD, but Jesus is not in the business. So we must offer, we must ask ourselves, is Jesus among us? As we serve him, are we serving him? Are we co-workers with him? Ephesians 2.10, Ephesians 2.10, the Bible says, for we are his workmanship, called or created in Christ Jesus, that we may do what? That we may serve him. Let me just, somebody can read for me Ephesians 2.10. I love that scripture. We are his workmanship. We were created to work with him. We have been called to serve together with him. Not just to serve him, but to serve with him. Glory to God. We have been called to serve with him. Ephesians 2.10. If you're there, read for us, please. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For we are his workmanship, yes? Uh-huh, don't be too fast. We are preaching together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, begin. Created in Christ. We are, please begin, sir. Okay, we are his workmanship. What did God say? We are his workmanship. Uh-huh. Created in Christ Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. Which God hath before ordained. Which God has before ordained. That we should walk that we, in him. Glory to God. That we should walk in him. So we are his workmanship. We were not just created to serve him. We were created to serve with him. We have been called not just to serve him. But to serve with him. Because when you serve with him. The Bible says we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That we were created in him, created in Christ Jesus, that we may do what? Work with him. Uh-huh. And walk in him. Yes. God has before ordained that we should walk in him. But we were created for good works, which God, 
ordained before we came. So our purpose were ordained before we came. Praise God. I know I have a lot to give today, but the God is going to help us. So it, I want us to understand that, number one, we have a responsibility to serve him. Number two, we have a responsibility to know that we are serving with him. We are not just serving him, we are serving with him. And number three, we are his. The first thing I said is we must, first of all, stay in his presence. What are the requirements of kingdom service? What kind of a people do we need to be for us to be effective in kingdom service? The first thing we need to know is we must have a genuine love and affection for God. You cannot serve God if you don't love God. Service is birthed out of the love of God. It is because of the love and affection that we have for God that we serve him. Deuteronomy 6, 5, the Bible says, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. We shall serve the Lord our God. We serve him because we genuinely love him. This is Jonathan Hansen. I hope you've enjoyed today's warning radio program with Apostle Daphne Naila out of Kenya, East Africa. She spoke on kingdom service. And we're going to continue tomorrow with this message. Every one of us should be involved in kingdom service and extending the kingdom of God. Now you have a very, very good day. Always put God first. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.